welcome to the Women's Rugby League podcast. So, just the one guest on today, we're going to have a catch up with Andrea. Let's go results from last weekend. Obviously, problems with COVID, matches being suspended, but the season is set up for this sort of thing to happen. So, the only the one result in Women's Super League, that's Huddersfield Giants, eight. Warren and Wolves 44, which was on Twitch. Then we're going down lower. We've got Swinton Lionesses 18, 32, Illingworth, Halifax Panthers 22, Hull FC 26, Lee Miners Raiders, Ladies 16, Keithley Cougars 0. That was a big result, that. Alton Raidettes 18. 22, Stanley, Hulkiaki, the winning way is going, with a 30-6 win over Warrington, Wolves Red. Hunza, sorry, Rochdale, nil. Dewsbury Moor ladies, 58. Looking really, really good at Dewsbury Moor at the moment. Eastleigh's 18, Wigan St. Pat's 26. And the match I went to this weekend, which was Fryston Warriors, Women, 14 versus Sheffield Hawks. Women, 16. That was a really, really close match. Really, really impressed with what I saw with that. So your next grouping of fixtures coming up this weekend. On the Sunday, it's Hull FC versus Barrow. Keithley versus Halifax. Stanley versus Lee. Widness versus Ulton, Featherstone Lionesses versus Rochdale, Dewsbury versus Hull KR, Cutsyke versus East Leeds, Wigan St. Pat's versus Swinton. In the Women's Super League, hoping the matches go ahead, we've got Wigan versus Castleford at two o'clock at twelve o'clock, sorry. Bradford Vols versus Leeds, twelve o'clock. We've got Warrington versus Wakefields. In York versus St Helens. On the Monday night, we have Huddersfield Giants versus Featherstone at 7.45, which is on Twitch. So give that one a watch. So that's the results and fixtures. Hope you enjoy this week's episode. So I'm now joined by a player that doesn't need any introduction, but I'm going to give her one anyway. It's the current most capped England player, Andrea Dobson. Andrea, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, um, luckily still the most capped player, I think. I keep saying this, but, you know, I think there's a couple of players who'd have surpassed that by now if it hadn't been for the global pandemic. So, um, yeah, I'll hold on to it a little bit longer, but still still lucky on that one. <laughs> so, hosting on the BBC... So I just spoke to your fan. You don't know the viewing figures. You've had you had over three hundred thousand. Oh really? Yeah. Really? Well, I think I had about three messages about it. So obviously not uh, not watching me, thankfully. No. But well, that's great. How great that is for women's for women's rugby league. That's that's amazing. That's it. It was a great occasion. Commentary was very very good. Sharon really knows what she's talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah, 
it's a great team as well, and it's yeah, you know what a stage for miserable league as well. It's what we've kind of all been pushing for and wanting, and you know the game was a good game. Like it's it was yeah, it was it was quality. So hosting on TV, I'm gonna get you on here hosting some more. Okay. Definitely get you back on doing some hosting. I like it. What else have you been up to in the meantime? Um, yes, I've just started my job three, four weeks ago with the Sheffield Eagles Foundation. So, Rugby League Development Officer for Sheffield. Uh, just been getting into that, really, and there's a lot of exciting stuff coming through from there. The, the relaunching the foundation under the, you know, it's, it's now the Eagles Foundation and rebranding that. So, plenty of exciting stuff going off in the city and obviously tying in with the Rugby League World Cup this year. It's, um, yeah, I'm really excited to be part of that and I'm really enjoying it so far. So you're back in a role that you're familiar with? Yep. What are you, what have you done so far with the Eagles? Um, yeah, so I think probably the most exciting thing that is, is coming up soon that we've managed to get up off the ground through um, a Rugby League World Cup created by Grant is to launch a wheelchair rugby league team. Um, hopefully off the back of the England game at the EIS on Saturday 26th, England v Wales wheelchair. Um, you know, we're going to be have a little bit of a presence at that game and, and and hopefully showcase it to people in Sheffield who might not have seen wheelchair rugby league will be at the game and then launch it on the Monday. Um, we're going to be doing that out of Sheffield Hallam. And just, yeah, just, just have a go. We've got all the equipment, we've got everything ready. Um, I, I'm really looking getting involved, and because it's 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 new for me, it's a new it's a new avenue for me, and yeah, I'm just excited to see where it goes because it's it's you know it, it is rugby league in a wheelchair. I know yeah, that's, it, it know, looks that's, like rugby league. It. It's it's played like rugby league. It's, it's yeah, a, you, yeah. You go forward, pass backwards, and there's offside, there's onside. You know the kicks are out the hands. It's a tag or a touch. Um, it's completely inclusive in the fact that it can be male, female, um, you know, disabled, non-disabled. There's no restriction on age, so different ages can play together. Um, you know, there's some really nice stories of families, families playing on the same wheelchair rugby league team. You know, mum, dad, and son, and, and things like that. And um, you know, like I say, family members. So it's it's something that I'm really excited to to launch in Sheffield and see where we go with it. Definitely, because you're another big city. Yeah. And big cities, when works right, get big fan bases. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's something where the Eagles want to want to get that back a little bit. And obviously, COVID hasn't helped any, any club or team. No. But, you know, with the Olympic Legacy Parks being built, you know, hopefully the Eagles will get back there for next season and have a proper base where we can we can build something out of. And, and for us, we, we just want to grow rugby league in the city, make that Sheffield Eagles a stronger brand, you know, strengthen the community clubs, the Hawks, the Forgers, and just just really get a buzz about rugby league again in the city and get more people involved. You know, like I said, get more players into those clubs. And ideally for us, you know, there'd be an Eagles, men's, ladies, wheelchair, all under the same brand, all out of that and that can all be positive and massive for the city because it, it will just grow rugby league and it'll it'll it will just strengthen strengthen what we have in the city already. So, 
I've seen Sheffield Eagles Foundations now on Insta and Facebook. I'm going to hyperlink that in. So give them a follow. Listen to what they're doing. So, new job with the Eagles. Playing. Yep. How's your season gone for you so far? Um, went Featherstone. Yeah. Um, a bit up and down. I think we had a bit of a... Well, I, I don't think I know. We had a tough run. So, obviously, first game of the season, we had Castleford. I lasted 12 minutes, got knocked out. So, that was me wiped out for three weeks. Um, yeah, and again, not the result we kind of wanted. And I think a bit of nerves going into that. But then, then we played Leeds the week after. So, you know, arguably two teams in the top three. Then we drew Saints in the Cup. So, and in my opinion, the best team in the comp this year. So, tough run for the first three games. And then we had to put, we played York the following week after the players from Cass had gone. So, yeah, the, new, the newly revamped York. I know. So, we had, we had a tough run. It was bad luck, really. Um, but, yeah, then we played um, Wakefield and got a win there. We've got Huddersfield next week. We've got a run coming up of, you know, some teams we can compete with and 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 hopefully get some good results again. So it'll I think this next few weeks period will be a change for us and, and kind of really see where we're at. But yeah, tough 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 opener to be fair. Again, if you're listening to this, give Fev a follow on Facebook and Instagram. Follow every team. Every team that have a women's page, give them a follow, give them some love. Yeah, definitely. And it's you know, you know, we we were speaking a little bit off air there and the way the women's game's growing and obviously the coverage with the BBC and, you know, there are going to be some games on Sky and more coverage of the women's game. It's getting a lot of interest. It, it is getting a real lot of interest and, you know, interest with sponsors and interest with just more people coming in and supporting the women's game. So it is growing. It's it's definitely a product and it's definitely something that companies and sponsors and, and you know, people are start, really starting to want to get involved in now. So... Yeah, any women's team, any you know, support any women's team, any community teams as well, and it's just yeah, it's it is getting a bigger following, and quite rightly so. So yeah. So you're still coaching as well. How's that going? Yeah, yeah, good. Um, so I'm still coaching the Sheffield Vulcans, which are an inclusive um, rugby union team in Sheffield, and going great. Yeah, I think again, COVID's affected everybody, but. You know, the tight group stayed together, did some um, online stuff through lockdown and we've been back training this year when we've been allowed to and, yeah, going really well. Hopefully, you know, we'll have two teams there now. Numbers are numbers are great and, um, yeah, I really enjoy it and it's it's probably one of the bits of coaching that I do that I really, really do enjoy it. I, I really like the group and it's it's really good to be a part of. It's just, just a really good environment. That's it. Can only be good when you coach your team. They're doing well. No, people are wanting to join that team, so they're probably going to have to. Like, we have to get a second team to play everybody now. Yeah, definitely, and it's you know I, I joke, but they have a welcome week, and I'm like, oh, new names to remember. But um, they're averaging like 35, 35 people at training every single week, um, and now we're kind of at a point where there are very varying levels. This is the fourth year they've been running. You know, they attract um, rugby. Union players that have played rugby union for other clubs, so that you know they've got some rugby experience. So now we're in a really good position that we have um, 
you know, a, a team which is a bit more experienced and will go in a league. But we also have that playing offer for new people or less experienced or newer to rugby who, um, you know, will play against Merit League teams or some friendly games. And yeah, we're, we're, in, a, we're in a really good position. Well, teams in the inclusive league have, when you get new players, they get trained properly. They have time, they like set time away to get them ready. Like you said, you have welcome weeks where you train them to do the Billy Basics properly. Yeah, and I think it's that's something that you go back to a lot with any player. Well, I certainly do anyway. And um, yeah, like I said, it is it is such you know it, it says it on the tin, but they really do kind of follow through with that. That it is genuinely open to anybody, everybody who wants to have a go at rugby, um, and we do try and tailor that the, the sessions to everybody. So then you know between the groups. The, the theme might be the same, but it might just be broken down a little bit differently to new people or um, or how it wants to go. But yeah, it is. It is, and we genuinely have people turning up who've never touched a rugby ball before. So it's yeah, it's it's challenging as a coach. I'll admit that it's just you know when you've kind of got some players at a certain level who who need to progress or or kind of challenge them a little bit, and then you've got somebody completely new. It's it's a challenge as a coach to integrate them. Like into the group and and kind of learn to play rugby, but like I said, the, the group's just so so inclusive. You know, the social side of it is just important as the the actual rugby side of it. So we tend to find that once somebody comes, they don't leave. So we, you know, the numbers are growing and, and, and players do stick around. It's, you're involved with the two fastest growing sides of both rugby, women's rugby leagues, the fastest growing side in rugby league and inclusive is the fastest growing in union yeah and then there's a wheelchair as well which you know yeah. will, will take off and hopefully on the back of the world cup it'll take off as well and yeah it's yeah i, I, I just i enjoy it I, I wouldn't do something if i didn't enjoy it and um yeah but again being around the women's game so long it's really nice to see that you know we, we spoke about it at the challenge cup final it's it's nice to see that Women's Super League is on a platform that it deserves to be. You know, those players and, you know, the athletes, the, the amount of time, you know, I know it, the, the amount of time commitment to play for England, to, to be physically fit and ready for a World Cup or to even play at Super League level now, it's it's immense. And, you know, the girls do need some recognition because they don't get paid for it. It is in their own time as well. And, and like, how deserving it is to be up there. And I'm just, you know... I talk about it a lot, but I'm at the back end of my playing days, and I, and I'm I'm excited for the players around. I'm excited to see what it's like in two, three, four years' time for the women's Super League and championship and the women's teams coming through. Because you know, like you said, it is it is growing. It is it is a focused sport nearly, and it's there's more interest in it. And that's you know that's the same with the IRG league, IGR league. Sorry, I always get that wrong. IRG, IGR leagues and. You know, inclusive sport, wheelchair sport. It's just, it's, it's massive, and it's, it's well, it's how it should be. It's it, again, it's just broadening the game and broadening it to to different audiences and and getting more people involved. That's it. And look what's happened in women's rugby in the last few years. You launch a super league. So far, not being able to defend it by anybody. Three teams have taken terms in. Bear in mind, men's super league has been won by four teams in its entire existence. If St yeah. Helens do what people are expecting them and do it this season, they've already equaled what the men's done. And then what they've done, 
it's grown so fast, but they've had to launch a Super League South because there's such a demand for it. In, in, in all the years that men's rugby league's been played, they've never had that penetration before. They've never actually been able to create an organic demand. They might have been able to drop money in and drop a club, and then it fails because no one wants to see it. But now they've got clubs where, organically, they've got players and they want to play. Yep, definitely, and I think that that goes back to the or, or comes across from the men from the Super League clubs and the Championship clubs who are actually recognising that and buying into the women's game now. Look at look at what Saints have done this today or yesterday, whatever it was. You know, the, the walkway, the board at Saints. It's now got the women on it, lifting the Challenge Cup. Like that's again, it's it's where we've all been saying it should be, but it's it's there and it's how, how ace is that? How ace is that to have that in a in a club? It just you know, it just it just cements that that relationship that that is coming with the men in the women's game. It does as well. So you have got like one of your other coaching roles. You're the head coach of Scotland. So you've got Wales now have Cardiff going to be in Super League South. Ireland are launching their own top league of women. All yeah. as, all associated. You go. I know you, Andrew. You'll push as hard as you can for Scotland. Hook up by cup. You get a good team yeah. together. And if we can, if we can get going with it, it's it's been a bit, it's been a bit stop start. We're trying to relaunch it. We're going to relaunch it next month, seventeenth um, of July, I think is the it's the first session back. We were hoping to get something going this month, but just with just with some of the rising cases around the Super League clubs and and things like that, it's just it was probably just wise just to leave it another month with with players travelling. But yeah, it's it's no secret I'm the most competitive person in the world, um, and. And if I'm going to be coach, I'm going to be doing something. I'm doing it for them to be competitive. So I'd like to think we get a, a competitive team out and really compete. So yeah, again, I'm excited to get back involved with that. Um, Kirsty Moroni from Cass, she's now um, helping me out with the assistant coach role. So um, we'll be doing that together, which will be interesting. It'll yeah make the road trips a bit more bearable, I think. And uh, getting up there on my own, but um, yeah, it's an exciting time, and I, th- I think Kirsty will bring a lot to that as well. Obviously, with the role at Cass and her, her experience of the game, and she offers she offers something different to me. Obviously, you know, world class half back in a day, and oh, yeah, she, she was as well. Player, so she was really class. She could, do you know what? She could probably put her boots back on now and and be quality and and be one of the best players in the league. It's just. You know, time catches up, don't we? It's same as me. You're not quite as quick as you used to be, or as effective as you used to be, or it take a lot longer to recover. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited to have Kirsty on board. That's it. Another thing, if you're listening to this and you can put your hand up for another nation, the second tier, you can still play for England, but get the international <laughs> yeah, experience. Yeah. So they they are class of second tier nation. So if you know, if you wanted to get some rep rugby and, and play, and there's some exciting things coming up with European rugby as well. So there is hopefully going to be a, um, I hope I can share this, but um, there is hopefully going to be a European championship running every two years for 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 those nations and for up and coming European nations as well. So there are chances to get some international caps. But yeah, like you say, it's you know if you did if you did play for those tier countries and. Um, did get an England call up then you know you, you do have the option to go but for me I think being um being proudly English and wearing that that England shirt for so many years I think you could, you've uh, you've got a country and you stick to it for me but if you 
if you're proud to be Scottish and want to wear that shirt, you do it for that reason. So, um, That's yeah, it. we'll you, see on that. You get with that, you get experience at playing at high level. You'll get pride of representing a nation. You'd also get life experience. You'd have some really cool stuff to put on your CV. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, you know, 100% and, you know, it, it is that experience. But for me, it goes back to why you, why you want to play for your country and what, and what it represents to you. And, you know, take away the take away the money, take away anything else. Like, why do you want to put that? Why do you want to put that shirt on? And I think, you know, from what I've seen of Scotland Rugby League and the players who go through, you know, the men's and the and the academies up there and, and Scottish Rugby League, they're, they're very proud to play for Scotland, and it's and it's something that we want to carry across into the women's side. And you know, for me, it's not just an opportunity to get a rep shirt, but be, you know, be, be proud of your nation, and you want to do it. You want to do it for the right reasons. So I'm I'm hoping, you know, when we when we did the session last year, there were the girls who or women who turned up for that. It, that was the case for them, and. And we just want to grow that group now and hopefully get some more Super League players in there with, with Scottish Scottish heritage. So yeah, I'm I'm confident we'll have a we'll have a competitive team. So that's it for this bit. Andrew, thank you for coming on. We're not gonna get you back on no as the season goes on. Anyone you wanna give a shout out to before you go? Um oh well, probably just as always, Dave, the Legends Bar, he's he's kept me he's kept me in a shirt for the last ten years or whatever, sponsoring me, so um, yeah, always, and you know, he's always dead supportive of our women's team, and and as are the club as a whole, really. Anyway, so but yeah, obviously, a shout out to to Dave. But yeah, thanks for having me. Perfect. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. Thank you for Andrew for coming on. Um, always looking for guests. So if anyone wants to come on, please drop me a inbox. We've got the England match to look forward to in the next week or so. So keep enjoying your RL. <laughs>